Let nobody be blamed for the same. Particularly in relation to the topic we are about to share. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for letting us or letting me be here. I want to talk about the mineral, sometimes very controversial area of the Christian world. Hallelujah. And that's about finance. Uh, I also want to maybe speak to it in a different dimension, which we're uh, using the word prosper. And I will say prospering by design. Prospering by what? Design. A lot of what I'm going to say is also from this book. This right now is my best selling book, Living by Design and Not by People. Uh, to live by design is to say, I took on the principles that are necessary to help me get to a particular point in life. Uh, people is when you don't do anything. When they say your computer is operating on default, it means that there is no overriding action to make it do what you really want to do. So it is operating in a default mode. And sometimes Christians are operating a default and they say to themselves, what is not even in scripture, whatever will be, will be. Peace and I remember when we were growing up, that song was very strong. Peace and Nonsense. <laughs> I praise the Lord. Very moving song. <laughs> but the word of God has been given to us as principles to apply to every area of life. You cannot live only by Christian. You override certain fleshly tendencies. The same way you cannot prosper by just saying, you know, let it happen. <laughs> you begin to take certain steps to come into the fullness of what God has promised. Everything that God has promised, He wants you to obtain. Now, to obtain, you know, when you look at Hebrews 11, 33, 34, it says, this man, they obtain promises. When you talk about the all of fame of those who walk by faith, if they what? Obtain. Obtain, the usage of that word suggests they took an action. You don't obtain promises just because it was promised. I mean, I mean, sorry, you don't you don't come into a promise without going to obtain it. Just because God has promised something in his word does not mean it will happen in your life. Unless you take a concerted, deliberate action 
to start to work with those principles that he has put in his word. Hallelujah. So, prospering by what? Desire. I pray that God will bless you and introduce you into dimensions of finances and blessing and wealth that you have never come into before. You see, we must also declare in our mind what is it for? Because if you have the wrong motives, you will misuse finances. If everything is about uh, me, myself, and I, your holy trinity of flesh, you will find out that it will do you harm in the long term rather than any blessing. The Bible says in Matthew 6 that it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And what? All these things shall be added to you. It is going to be what? Added when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The word righteousness there suggests and the principles of the kingdom of God. What are the principles to apply to get from point A to B? In order to prosper, you have to know the principles that underpin prosperity or prosperity. People don't prosper by accident. It's mostly by what? Design. And the principles of prospering are in God's word. It's about understanding these principles and diligently following through with them. That makes a person get to whatever they have focused on. Uh, money is important. In fact, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, it's money answering what? All of them. It's important. The love of money is the root of all what? Evil. There's a difference between having money and being a lover of what? Money. Major difference. Anybody who loves money will be ready to sell or can't do anything to get it. But to have money and to use it for God's purpose and to be a blessing to your family, to your generation and the people around you, it's lovable and it is welcome. Hallelujah. You cannot circumvent the processes that leads to a person prospering and being in wealth. You remember in 3 John verse 2. 3 John verse 2. Take note of scriptures and don't let Facebook or anybody else teach you. Let the word of God always teach you. We have the spirit of Christ. So it doesn't matter what people say. Once you have garnered your belief from the word of God, you don't surrender it to public opinion. And so people say, oh, you people, you talk about money. No, 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 no. Okay, don't talk about it. <laughs> Once you've seen it in scripture that this is something to be talked about, most of Jesus' parable, a good percentage was around talents, you know, use this, those coins, things that relate to that. 
Not that the spirit of it is about acquiring money, but you can see that he's taking the people from what is known to the unknown. He expects them to be familiar with those things. Hallelujah. And I'm going to give us principles, that's all, that will help us and some things that have helped me also on a personal note. And I'm not there yet. I'm still believing for great things. Recently, we went for this journey I mentioned to Kenya. That it took money to hand out ambas with all the things inside to 8,000 people to be a blessing to them because a lot of them were in dire need of something. Now, imagine me just us going just there and say, be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord increase you. I told you, because of that, on the on the Wednesday, Bible study, over 2,000 showed up. The pastor was surprised. <laughs> he, he, he was surprised. He quickly was texting and said, hey, he said the arrivals is morning and the meeting was evening. Just one hour later. Because some people feel that somebody has attended to their needs. And you can't do that by prayer. I don't know. <laughs> you do it with substance. And God gives us substance so we can help advance his kingdom. That's why Deuteronomy uh, 8.18 this I've given you power to get well so I can work establish my covenant with you and these are scriptures that we cannot ignore you know there is no glory in poverty and the, the poorer you are does not mean that you are going to heaven Absolutely not. There are poor people who have the love of money in their heart. It's just that they can't get it. <laughs> and there are very rich people who, because they don't know, they, they just use money. It's not like, yeah, I love it. They just give up. And some of them have come to you because they are solving problems that human beings have. Bill Gates is not a millionaire because he really wanted to be. It's when you solve the problem, you answer people's questions, give jobs, you give people solutions to something. Who would want to buy it? Some people think it's about just getting money and they don't want to solve anybody's problem. Then all they want to do is me, myself, and my family, and I too. <laughs> the first principle in prospering by design is to accept the premise that prospering is the will of God for you. That thought, John verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above what all things, how many things? That thou mayest prosper. And be 
in health, even as thy soul prospers. Three things there. Prosperity of the soul, which means your salvation. After that, it talks about the prosper. I mean, the, 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 is prosperity of your person as a whole, financially, otherwise, everything. Then your health. I wish above all things that thou may as well prosper and be in health, even as they are so prosperous. Because all of those things are part of what Jesus died for on the cross. All of them are part of what, otherwise there will be no point wishing it if it is not part of what Jesus has shed his blood for. I wish above all things that thou may as well prosper and be what? In health. Even as your soul prospers. Because the first thing is the prosperity of the soul. That's why it is compared to what the prosperity of the soul. Being in good health and also prospering. So you must accept it and say, God, this is what you are dying for. Because there are some in Christendom who do not believe this to be true. You have to understand deep in your heart that you really want to prosper the way God says. Hallelujah. Because whatever you don't really desire doesn't come to you. If you, if you don't desire, if you don't want it, nobody will force it on you. And you will go to heaven. Four. And then it doesn't say no. If you will go to heaven, you'll be welcome there. All the devil will be telling you is that you, you know, it's just like some people don't believe that healing takes place anymore. I mean, you know that some people like that, evangelicals, some who don't believe that healing, you, you can you lay hands on anybody to receive healing. Any church will take care of it. <laughs> don't, don't bother paying hands. So they don't get to see miracles. They don't get to see people eat because you don't. But they are still good Christians. There are some people who don't believe in speaking in tongues. Some of them are even on Premier Radio. They will practice down to a Jewish person. Now, if he doesn't believe in it, does not make him uh, go to hell. He, he will just not experience the blessing that comes with it. That's all. You have limited yourself in some aspect. Are you all still here? Psalm 92 verse 12 says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. How many righteous are here this afternoon? Okay. Since they will what? Flourish. The flourish will be something related to your spirit, your soul, and your body. So when you see the greeting of uh, John to beloved Gaius in 3 John, it is in three dimensions. I wish above all things that I may as well prosper your soul. <laughs> and be what? In health, your body. Even as your spirit. When he says as your soul prosper, really it means as your spirit is already born again. So God's uh, redemption, the Greek word sozo, suggests that he died for the tripartite nature of human beings, which is spirit, soul, and what? Body. He died for every aspect of who we are. Not just some aspects, but every aspect of who we are. 
And we must take that on board and understand it, that God wants you to walk prosper. I was quoting the scripture the other time, Deuteronomy 8.18. It says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee what? Power to get wealth. Who gives power to get wealth? The devil? <laughs> for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish. There's always a reason that he may establish his covenant which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. Hallelujah. And we have a covenant through the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Covenant that helps us to move on and be a blessing. And I said I would be teaching from this book because I just felt there was no point not teaching from it. Uh, the, the other piece in the book. But this particular work cost me by design. I put it there a full catalog of what it takes to prosper financially, materially, in your home, in everything that you do. Not that you will come to crossroads and certain points of challenge in life, but God will give you the grace to overcome them. You know, uh, so when you talk about prosperity, some people think you're just going to be spending money and looking, you know, never facing anything. We all face things. Uh, it depends on which level you are in. <laughs> If you are used to thousands, you will have thousand problems. If you are used to millions, you have million problems. <laughs> exactly. You know, and if you still own dress, we'll pray for you. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. The number one principle for prospering is seed sowing. Amen? Is what? Seed sowing. Some people said that the end all spoke and spoke against it. No, he didn't speak against it, so it is the media that carried it that he was against people giving specific amount to say your whole life will be turned around with this. That's what he was he was never because he then came on media again and said, You saw your seed and so much No, that's the media for you. The kind of oh, it's against the prosperity gospel. No, it's not. It was just against. People giving up, so a thousand pounds, and your whole life will turn around. That was if you look at it, read it, check it very well. That was what he felt he couldn't handle. Are you listening? The seed is not just about money, it can be time, it can be your talent, it can be your treasure. It's not always about money. If I sow the seed of time into somebody's life, they may bless me with so much. Nothing goes forward without seed. You are here today because your father sowed some seeds in your mother. That's the truth. The word sperma means seed. That's amazing. It is being seen. Let me tell you, nothing propagates without it being seeded. Are you listening? Nothing goes forward. Everything starts with a what? Seed. 
From the time of Noah, God has made the principle of seed sowing very clear. Genesis 8, 22. There will be seed time and what? Harvest. Seed time and what? If you don't witness, you are not going to see souls coming. Because the witnessing is the seed you are sowing. Nothing just happens because you want it. Jesus said in John chapter 12, verse 24, John 12, 24, he said, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it stays what? Alone. But if he dies, he brings forth more fruit. And he was speaking about himself, no doubt, that he has to die so that more Jesuses can come up. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. But in another sense, it's a principle that is usable for every circumstance. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, and how do you sow your seed? Because we're talking about the number one principle for prospering. Your offering is a seed. Your offering you give in church to the kingdom of God. And there's no better place to sow a seed than to the kingdom of God and the work of God. <laughs> there's no better place. In Psalm uh, 20, Psalm 20. Read, I mean, open uh, the scripture, show us verse 4. Psalm 20, verse 4. So, in fact, let's start from verse 1. I'm rolling down. Let's start from verse 1. Thank you. It says, The Lord helped thee in the day of trouble, the name of the God of Jacob, depending here. Send thee up from the sanctuary, right? And strengthen the heart of Zion. Carry on. Remember what? Remember what? And accept that God's sacrifice. God's sacrifice means the ones who go out of your way to do that. Cost you something. Carry on. <laughs> That's why I put sailor there. Sailor, when you see sailor in the Bible, this force and calmly think about it. This is a principle you must not just ignore. Then verse 4. It says, Grant thee according to thy own heart. And fulfill all thy counsel based on what? When he remembers all your offering. Then verse 5 We will rejoice in thy salvation, and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners, and the Lord fulfill all thy petitions. God knows when you are given. Jesus stood in the temple and he saw somebody, some people giving. And you'll be wondering, you know, why is he doing that? <laughs> and there's this woman who gave a mite, and we call it the widow's mite. And then here comes others who gave a bit more than her. And Jesus, and he was asking his disciples, who gave more? So this woman gave everything she had. 
The others came out of their abundance. He has a million pounds in his account, but he's giving five pounds. <laughs> the other woman had only five pounds in his account, came through the account and gave it. So who told you God is not concerned about it? How we give our offerings. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, you see that? 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 6 to 8. He says, But this I say, he which sweat what sparingly shall reap also. Now, it's in the context of church offerings and the things that are gathering together for church. He who sows sparingly will also reap what? So, if I want to receive bountiful things, what do I do? Because he says, He which sweat bountifully shall reap also what? Every man according as he has proposed to his hand. Nobody's going to judge anybody. Nobody will bring down a sort of double cross and say, if you don't give your offering today, you love the Lord. As you want it, let it be true. If you want it bountifully, so bountifully. Because that's the way a farmer sows. If he wants uh, to reap a bountiful harvest, he throws all his seed on the ground. For a bountiful harvest. Every man according as he proposes in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity. I don't have to use one hour to raise an offering, trying to good people. No? no? I don't have to. Just teach the principle, you follow it or you don't. For God loveth what a cheerful giver. Now look at verse 8. And God is what? Able to make what? All grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency in how many things? May abound to every good work. That means even that money you're going to get that is coming out of it, it is still meant for you to do some good work, work with it. Hallelujah. So let's not joke with our offering. When it's offering time, we say offering time is what? Blessing time. It's not a time to say, oh, these pastors are coming here. They won't even let me enjoy this. <laughs> it is for your own benefit. It's not for the pastor's benefit. And I hope no pastor the pastor in the worst is people touching the offering. Let all those people count it. Let other people praise God. Amen. Amen. It's very important. You can serve bountifully, shall also be bountiful. You cannot, is it? Galatians says, do not be, God is not more. You think Galatians 5. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. It is Galatians 5 7. I'm not sure exactly. Don't be deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you're giving your life, your time to something, it's going to be the place where things will come up for you. I remember the story, and this is a real story here in this UK. 
of this South African couple who, I mean, they were churchgoers, but there was this old woman they began to help regularly. She would appear as if she didn't have a lot of support people around her, and they took themselves in just be taking care of her, take her home and all that. And this is real life. And because they were consistent in doing this, they spent time to help this woman. Where she was living and where it did not appear that she had one. But she was loaded. So now they were taking their journey back to South Africa to go back When they were about to go, this You see, this one told me this is every year for what people have done for me. I'm going to send you a million pounds. Some people who have been married well over years, and they think every year, and the day Pastor Manu went to preach there, the guy came with those words to beat him up. You know, that's it. You know, as long as she's alive, every year she's going to be sending them to you. Or what they because they poured their tear into the life of that woman. It was a seed that they sowed. Hallelujah. It, it is a anything can make a person prosper, and that's just that way. I said, oh, then the other thing is, which some people may have issues with, is time. The time. Tell your neighbor, you better tie it so you won't be tight. <laughs> you better tie so you won't be tight. <laughs> now, some people say tithing is a principle from the law. No, it was before the law. Abraham was not under the law. Isaac and Jacob were not under the law, but they were what? God gave them that principle way back. Abraham died to Melchizedek, who was a priest after the order. I mean, of Christ. Christ was a priest after the order of Melchizedek. Go and read the book of Hebrews. Tithing was not a law thing, it was later that it was incorporated into the law. And after the law, it kept on going. When Jesus came, if you remember, Jesus was rebuking the people. He said, you are making people tithe meat, cumin, and all the small things. He said, yes, this you ought to have done. But don't neglect the weightier matters of the law. He didn't say, don't do it. He said, yes, you ought to have done that. They needed to tie, but do not neglect the weightier matters of the law, which has to do with judgment, mercy, 
compassion and all the other things. I hope we can open up that at some point. Hallelujah. In, in uh, Malachi, many of us know that, I believe. Malachi 3 it says, Bring ye all the tithes into the world, storehouse, that they may be meat in my house, and prove me if I will not open to you all the windows of heaven and pour you out the blessing that there will not be enough room to take it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Now, these are eternal principles. And it wasn't just for the law. It is eternal. Now, you also do it by faith, no doubt. But the point is, it's not that, oh, if, I, if you don't tell are you going to heaven or not? No, no, no. Let nobody scare you <laughs> into that. You know, that, that. It's for your own benefit. It's always everything God tells us to do, it's for what? Our benefit. Not for his own benefit. Are you listening? It is not something we can just do frivolously. It's something you need to do consistently. Something you know that ah, this is of God. I'm going to spend my life doing this. I, 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 listen, in my early days, I wasn't tired. When I first, uh, you know, as a student, and then even when I started practicing, I was entitled. I had intellectual issues with it. Because I was calculating to one term. Why is it just one over 10 that God knows? Is that the only mathematics? Why not try one term? Where did they get this thing from? I would just rather give you another than one term. Until I suffered. I suffered something I knew. That is because I wasn't obedient. God was showing me something, but I wasn't obedient to something. Some things had to dry up. But when I started to release it, it's like the doors started to open. I understand. God has given us principles that we should walk in. And if we don't walk in, we'll have ourselves to blame. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, he says, His divine power has given us what all things that pertains to life and godliness. What he's saying is, He has given us principles. For life and what? Godliness. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3. According as his divine power has given unto us. How many things? All things that pertain unto living this present life. God wants you to enjoy this what? Present life. Jesus said, I've come that they might have what? Life. And have it more? After we were born again, uh, and God didn't want us to just stay on you, he would take you straight away to heaven. Ah, he's finally got born again, let's match it up. No, he wants us to be in this world and to enjoy being human. Hallelujah. Being human beings who have the spirit of God in them, doing the right thing, enjoying the life of I don't know how you enjoy life. 
I grow greenery. Then I see beautiful mountains. No, no gods. But you have, to, you have to understand that God created you not for sorrow. Not for suffering. Every time you must always go back to the beginning. And not allow the conditioning of our sinful nature and the things that human beings have put together to teach us. We go back to the first things that God said. What did God say in the beginning? Let us make man in our own what? Even after our likeness. Let him be fruitful, multiply, subdue, replenish, and have dominion. And he blessed them. That's what the Bible says. He blessed them. When man was created, he was not created for sorrow. He was not created for suffering. It was sin that messed up everything. In fact, the word, the Garden of Eden, what does Eden mean? Delight, pleasure. One second. Eden means delight and what? So God says, of all the tree you can eat. But just don't touch this particular one. Enjoy it. There was no rain that was falling in the Garden of Eden. It was the dew of heaven that just came. Water by the time they woke up, every place was water. God created man to live in pleasure in the beginning. It was well after he had sinned that he said, With your ground, you're going to swear to kill the ground. And you, woman, if you will bear children with pain and all the, all the other consequences began to come. So when we start to teach ourselves the wrong thing and allow people who don't know even their Bibles, to tell us not to talk about money or the blessing of God, we will we 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 find ourselves to blame. Spiritual blessings in all heavenly places, physical, material, is what God has ordained for humanity. The earth is the Lord's, you see, and the fullness thereof. He has given us all things freely to what? Enjoy. It's there in the Bible. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Praise the Lord. Trust me by design. Another one is sometimes people call first fruit. Uh, first fruit, sometimes the people differentiate it from tithe. First fruit might be when you are earning a thousand pounds a week, and then you start to earn a, 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 a one thousand one hundred pounds a week. That the first one hundred give it to God. Before you start enjoying the rest, <laughs> that's the first fruit. That is the first fruit of all your increase. If you see in the book of Proverbs, it says, Honor the Lord. That's Proverbs 3 9 to 10. With, the, with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thy increase. Proverbs 3 verse 9 to 10. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of how many? All thy increase. So shall thy, because everything has consequence. When you do it, it has consequence. It's not taken away from you. It's, it, it's in fact added to you. You may think that the farmer, the farmer who does not know anything will think that because he's releasing that seed at that time, oh, he's going away from his life. No. Is planting it into a soil that will bring multiples. 
But it says, Honor the Lord with the first fruit, I mean, with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thy increase. And the consequence is verse 10. So shall thy barns be filled with what? You have plenty. And no, don't answer. <laughs> don't answer. <laughs> so shall thy barns be filled with what? Plenty. And thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Harvest will be meeting harvest in your life. Okay, good amen to that. So when the salary increases, the Lord decides to bless me this month to pay my salary to request for this month goes to me and to your kingdom. I will then enjoy the rest. That's why you find that sometimes some people need more, uh, more successfully and abundantly than others who are earning more than them. It's not about what you are earning. There are some people who may be earning 5,000 pounds and the person who's earning 2,000 is doing better than them. Because there's some supernatural protection. Yeah. There's some supernatural dimension mm -hmm. to their life that the one who is earning 5,000, who's the Bibara, is coming every time. You know, you say somebody is sick in Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has problems in Nigeria, send money. Or they go put money where they shouldn't put money. And the thing disappears. Sometimes some of my own country where they say, oh, and we will do this one, we do that one, just say, we will build this house for you. And some of those places, they, they keep sending in the picture of the house. As the house is growing. Whereas the next door neighbors out there. And just on finally, I find that, that nothing has come up from the foundation. All the money he was sending, his brother was stopping it. He <laughs> was making it. All these things are happening. And they're still happening. Because the person's thought was only, oh, I came to this country to make money so I can go back and get this money for myself. Everything he myself had. Never advance the kingdom of God. It's always about this. He told the rich man when he was giving that parable about rich man and Lazarus. He said to the rich man, uh, who was saying, No, go and send Lazarus to plant my people not to come here. It's hot here. <laughs> he said, Thou in thy lifetime receiveth good things. You did everything for yourself. The guy also who was storing up. Remember? The food. He said the food. That's what Jesus used. He said, oh, now I'm so rich. I have my pants. It's full. full. Everything is great. And Jesus said, it does not know that your life is full with the required of me. 
shall that thing be that you have stored up? Somebody else will be eating up. That will not be your portion. And that's why it's good to understand kingdom finances, what money is meant to be used for. Not that you won't bless your whole life, bless your family, why not? It's always a good thing. One day maybe you come and you put a rose for us out there about the and say, ah, that's my member. You would like that, I know. Praise God. Not that God doesn't want to bless. Not that God doesn't want to bless. Don't let anybody deceive you that God doesn't want to bless. It's a question of as you like it. If I want to be riding a small car, my business, if I want the bigger, it's my own decision. The car does not determine who I am. But if I then choose out of abundance to buy something big, that's me. Let anybody talk or say whatever they want. I remember, you know, when somebody was talking to me sometimes, he looked at some of the people. He said, oh, the pastor they drive me that kind of way. I said, well, what should they drive? He said, he said, he said, Ford Mondeo or something. You should just you know, here, Okay. I said, okay, I, I, I'm a trained medical doctor. Supposing I'm driving that. Oh man, you can drive. Ah, I can't. Because you think I'm a doctor. Or, or you know, you think that, that that's how I'm entitled to that big car. But because I'm now pastor, I should put away the big car and not take a small one. Just to show that I'm Jesus. <laughs> no, Some people don't get this wrong. <laughs> you know. And I'm not talking about the fact that I'm not saying there are no prophecies and things that are wrong. No. When God blesses you, He has blessed you. And nobody can be blessed. Hallelujah. There are other things that we have here that I mean, that I have on my sister here, which helps people to develop their financial level. First of all, I mean, going on, I don't know which one is first or second. <laughs> Giving to others. Giving up is a major principle for increase. Hallelujah. And the others could be the poor, could be your parents, it could be your leaders, your friends, and people around you in general. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, verse 9, it says, The generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. He that had a bountiful heart shall be what? For he giveth of his bread to the poor. He shall be blessed. But generous, this is in another version, will themselves be blessed, for they shall for they share their food with the poor. 
because they now, by God, they are seen as a distribution center. So God can trust them that if I give this guy money and give him substance, he will give, he will give it to people who need it. And not just keep it to himself. They have arrived. In Proverbs 28, verse 27, it says, Those who give to the poor will lack nothing. Proverbs 28, verse 27. But those who close their eyes to them receive many curses. Can uh-uh. you see that? Many curses. You just come with the big and do everything so that everybody can see that uh, you are the happy man. <laughs> and you don't bless nobody. Parents don't even get blessed from you. Leaders don't get blessed from you. Uh, your, your friends are, you know, just observe you rising and they get their money. In the deepest hearts of their, there will be curses coming out. That's what the Bible is saying. It's not God that will curse you. <laughs> it says, we progress to them, receive many curses. <laughs> and then start fighting. Curses that are there. And the scripture, I love this one particularly in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. This is Jesus speaking. Luke 6, verse 38. He says, Give, and it shall be given what? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and rolling over. Shall who? Shall who? Shall men give unto your bosom? For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Give and it shall be given to you. It's a principle for life. He will not, he will want friends, must show himself friendly. It's the Bible. Whatever you sow, you will want really. Good measure, praise God. You see, and you don't reap what you sow. In the measure of it, it comes back multiplied. But in proportion to what you are what? So, in proportion to it. So when you are, when somebody is being a generous, uh, some people may think, oh, why are you doing all of that? Why are you giving all your time, your money, your talent? Why don't you always ask? I mean, I remember in those days, uh, it was nowadays, I'm not, I don't, I don't be grumpy, I don't be money for Some of us in those days, we pay, I pay this Without charging anything. <laughs> it was just like we joined, we were doing worship and play. But now there's a rule that people will play. <laughs> <laughs> Before we play, <laughs> My time per hour, <laughs> and they don't know that in some cases they are losing. You will get that money because the church needs you to do it, but you have missed out on the best. And sometimes I have to ask them, which one are you giving freely to God? Even if let's say you are a professional in it now, we have to pay you because because it's a professional and something you need to pay. Are you listening? But. It has to be something you have given also to God. 
but it's not about money. Are you listening? Praise the Lord. Are, are you being blessed from this? God is faithful. We will be running off soon, but let, let me just continue uh, with uh, one more or two more principles and we'll, we'll get to caring for others. Caring for what? I said giving to others before, but this one caring for others. Let, let, let me go back to giving to others. Some people have neglected their parents and they're here. And you think that because that man was not there for you when you were growing up, that person, and you don't know that the key to you moving forward in life is to still bless the person who gave birth to you. Whether they were there or not, I don't know who I have to stop to say that. That your prosperity is tied to you blessing your parents. Whether they helped you or not. Let's go to say that to somebody. Let's go to caring for others. When you care for others, you are walking by design. That is, you're walking in one of the ways the master intended for you to come into certain blessings and break through. I just mentioned that, that couple, the Sarvatutan couple. They were just caring for that woman. <laughs> Not expecting anything that we just thought she was some very lonely woman somewhere who had no means. Go to Gospel of Matthew chapter 7, verse 9 to 12. This or what man is there of you? That's God. Matthew 7, 9 to 12. Who, if his son asks bread, he will give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, he will give him a serpent? Now this is Jesus speaking that when you ask him for something, he will do it. Then he goes on, if he then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? How many want some money? Oh, you don't want to. Oh, just, just send it to me. I'll give you my address. <laughs> I said, I'm going to want some money here. He said, You can ask for good things. You can ask for fish, and it gives you what? A stone. Or a serpent. You can ask for bread, and it gives you a stone. All these things, your heavenly father knows that you have need of them. The only thing he asks of God is seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He says, and all these things shall be an addition. But I'm not finished, go to verse 12. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law of the 
That is this, he said, this is the consummation of the law and the prophet. Whatever you want people, if you want people to respect you, respect them. If you want people to give to you, the money is not coming from Mars or from Pluto. It's people. It's people that will bless you. Somebody is selling something here. And another person is selling even maybe a better one here. But people are going to this one more than the other person. There are some principles that are taking place there that makes people to be endeared towards what he's selling, even though it's of less quality. If you care for others, somebody will care for you. Whatever you move that men should do to you. How many want men to bless them? How many want honor in their lives? How many want to climb to the top on the pinnacle of what they do? Whatever profession, whatever you that men should do to you, do ye even so to them? For this is the law and the prophet. And this is Jesus speaking. And these are principles we have to engage with. Husband, you say, wife does not love you. Are you loving her? The same principle applies in the home. Say, he's not greeting you. Did you greet him? We are thinking that you are the one to be receiving and receiving. Are you a receiver? I'm not a giver. If, if, if you love people, people will love you back. Praise the Lord. Look at your brother and sister. Tell them, start caring for someone. I care for someone. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Remember their bad days. Bless them. I'm not saying you go around dishing money out. I just be being there, sending a card. It's something you, you, you know that you want to do to help them. Are you listening? Don't just hear that somebody is uh, doing something and you're not there to give a force. You know, just a good, kind word to them. Then another one is staying abreast of present development. We're talking about fostering by what? Staying what? Abreast of present development. This is so key. And the scriptures attest to it in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3 to 5. Proverbs 24, verse 3 to 5. It says, Through wisdom is an house building. This is key says. And by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases what? Hallelujah. By knowledge. 
Another version says by keeping abreast of present development. By knowledge shall be chambers in what? That is, I have to understand what's going on in my days. How do people make money in my days? Are you listening? Oh yeah, you have to keep abreast of you see, a lot of money that's being made by people nowadays is ideas. Facebook is an idea. <laughs> ideas are coming. How are people increasing their financial capacities in our days? Yes, there are major professions that still bless people and people make money because they enjoy it. And there are some professions out there that are consistently sort of good income and all that. But sometimes it's just about you saying, what does what do they need in London now? What ideas are there to embrace and use as a way to make money and to help establish God's purpose and to bless the people I want to bless? You see, there was a time I also was thinking, what's all this talk about money in the early days of my life? said, no, Pastor, let's talk about money. When I began to see projects I have to embark on, I know that there is a need for money. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says, by knowledge shall the chambers what be filled with all precious and pleasant by what knowledge. So I have to know what is possible. I remember we all started to buy house twice late and all that. As I mentioned, when I switched from medicine to becoming a pastor, you know, I was told go back to your cousin. I ain't going back nowhere. <laughs> this thing is already moving. So it took me another eight years of not being with the home office <laughs> to stay. So all that time, I was paralyzed financially in terms of my capacity and ability to move forward because you can't really do much. <laughs> because once I switched from medicine to pastor, and it's not long before I came that I switched, <laughs> it became like a battle. <laughs> So, feeling 88 December, I remember. I didn't buy the house until 2000, 12 years after. First four years, you know, doing a bit of media and there, working, doing some things, and then some people are not. That's free to become a Eight years, they won't pay my visa. <laughs> so, go back to work. What I was already doing was in the flow. <laughs> Uh, with KICC and all the things already doing. And because God knows your heart. You know what saved me was that he said, oh, they changed the law. I remember Pastor Matthew would say, you know, they, they would change the law for you. It's not the announcement. 
Then they said, Oh, anyone who has a child who is seven years old, how many remember? And our daughter had just turned, your first daughter had just turned seven. And that's how they granted me the state. But that was also around the time I said, Why? Why am I beginning to calculate my age? If I don't do something, <laughs> so we bought the first one. I was there two or three years. Good. Printed it. Bought the second one. Good. Because I have to keep abreast. That time there was a lot of house good in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. House good, things were good. But you know what I'm saying? The late 90s, coming to early 2000. I had to make Because if I had bought one and just sat on it and said, I will pay for it. But now when you look at all classes, there, there, there's some uh, equity on all of them. Because I was taking advice from people who were saying, don't sit down one and they say, bring and bring capital and interest. The payment of you sit down on it. If you, there's, a, there's a level it can grow to. <laughs> buy this, buy that. <laughs> You have to keep a those of what you Do this interest only, interest that one interest only. When it grows, the equity is yours. And there are tenants that are paying the mortgage and they are even collecting something. I have to take advice from people who are seasoned professionals in that way, keeping abreast of knowledge. What is going on in your world? And then I began to think about Africa again. Mm. But sometimes in Africa, which is where a lot of things are growing now. Oh, in my own country, you can buy something, a house, a uh, 10 million naira. Don't be scared. It's not Don't get the million scared. <laughs> In January, by the December, with that that house would already be thirty something million. Yeah. That's where we're going. <laughs> because I need money to do some projects for God. <laughs> it's not money just stacking up in the account. Oh, let me say somebody has money does not mean it's <laughs> there's something in the account. Built up. Yes, you need some liquid cash, but you need to invest in things that will bless your tomorrow and make your world be a blessing. The world is <laughs> Go for the best things. Don't do it out of ignorance or out of selfish ambition. That's all. Do it because you have a kingdom agenda. Hallelujah. One of the things also you have to do, and I'm rounding up now, you have to learn to give attention to what you love and go out to do best. That's a key to a person prospering. People, there's some, excuse me, who sell flowers 
I'm prosperous selling flowers. I don't know why I like flowers, but they like it. They sell it. But they make money. There are cleaners who are richer than doctors. He started cleaning all of his life. Learned all the truths in cleaning. Now they're giving him a whole central London. Back place back. Not west back. To clean. He's <laughs> going around with the, the nice car. But he's a cleaner. That's how he started. And he's a blind cleaner. There is hardly anything that people cannot be blessed for. I'm not saying that. There's hardly anything. Some people make cakes. Let me for who makes cake here. They didn't come. Okay. Okay. For sale. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes it's about what you are passionate about. Some people are going around and saying, Pastor, pray for me for break two. Break what? Break and break your leg. Go and do something. <laughs> Want to do something that you need to be doing. Enjoy doing it and do it very well. That's the key to major people prosper. The same for pastors too. A pastor who, you know, this is what some people wonder why a pastor is prospering. He's preaching well. He's blessing people. Going out there, inviting him all over the world. And you're wondering why he's prosperous. You don't know that somebody who gave him the money for the jet is is that you think they are fools? Why why is he driving the jet? I mean, have people this journey we went, we came to know that we jet, we need a jet. Because there was a program we finished in Kenya around maybe 10 p.m. And we have to be in Zimbabwe 8 a.m. And there is no commercial flight that will have you that. No commercial flight that will make you arrive in a rally for that program. The program is starting what? It is. So we have to scatter the flight. So we can get there early enough for the program. We couldn't sleep all night. We don't, we don't go in the plane and think. You're not going to sleep. Eh? Why? Because some of the reasons why some of those men of God have it is because of their movement. Because once you have your own jet, take off where you want to, all you need to do is give your manifest to the people at the other end. This is what, what time we are coming and all that. Because if that's your life, you now need it. Some people who have not lived that kind of life cannot understand it. They don't understand it. They want your own What's wrong Jet. Golf, golf stream. All these pastors. Now, if you are a local pastor, you don't need jet. <laughs> like some of us. You don't need jet yet. But if you are moving internationally, you have been a blessing here, there, there, there. You may need it to fulfill your mandate. Hallelujah. If Jesus was around now, you would have a death. 
Just stay with your head out one, two, one, two, and then. So give attention to what you know and know how to do what best. The Bible says in Proverbs 14, verse 23, all that scripture should be up there. Proverbs 14, verse 23. It says, in all labor, <laughs> there is profit. But the top of the lips tended only to penury. A person who is just talking will be poor. <laughs> talking big grammar. Big grammar. <laughs> Instead of going to go and labor. In all labor, there is what? I said anything between life and brings money. In our labor, there is profit. Hallelujah. We don't have to be a doctor. We don't have to be a lawyer to the rich. There are poor doctors. There are poor lawyers. Poor engineers. In our labor, there is what? Just apply yourself to it. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Amen. And I'm stopping here at learning prompt obedience. Learning what? Prompt obedience. Job 36, verse 11. It says, If they obey and serve him, they will spend their, the rest of their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure or contentment. Job 36, 11. If they obey and serve him, they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity and their years in what? If they obey and serve him. Who is him? God. Hallelujah. There's a scripture I don't have it on top of my head right now. Yeah. Peter was asking Jesus, Master, we've left everything. And we have followed you. What shall we have? Jesus said, Wait, not that scripture both in Matthew and Mark, I think. He said, No man who has left father and mother. For my sake, he won't put wife there too, but this is not an advice here. <laughs> for my sake, not for oh, this wife now is looking like uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, no. for my sake, shall in this present world have a hundred fold in this world. And in the world to come, eternal life. So, Jesus wasn't talking to disciples in a way that shows that all their hope should be for eternal life. That in this present world, they will be what? Blessed. Think of that scripture I showed you. 
Thank you, Jesus. Oh, bless the be your name, O God. 